This is where you win. This is where no matter what was in your life before, it doesn't matter what your family was like. It doesn't matter if you're a man or if you're a woman, if you're old or if you're young. It doesn't matter if you were broke or if you were rich. It doesn't matter if you were a doctor or if you were a pauper. It doesn't matter your lot in life. It doesn't matter who your family was. It doesn't matter who your cousins were. It doesn't matter if you're the president of the United States or you're the lowest person digging through dumpsters. When you become saved and you get this verse, your life just changed. You're not excited enough. You don't understand what I'm saying. Have you ever seen one of those game shows? where they've all got all these mega points and somebody's winning. And they say, now we're going to even it out and we're going to start at zero again. And no matter what the score was to start with, when they started at zero, somebody that was the lowest won. That's you. It does not matter who you are, where you came from, what you did, if you married the wrong person, if you were from across the tracks, if you were from the highest seat in the city, if you were married to the governor's daughter. It doesn't matter. Do you understand that? What matters is that verse. The just will now live by faith. The just will live by faith. And I know why you're not excited. Look at me with the next verse. I know exactly why you're not excited. You're not excited for the very same reason I wasn't excited when I first got saved. Look at me, if you would, please, to Luke uh, 8.22, and we'll go to 8.25 in the King James. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went unto a ship with his disciples, and he said to them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. Keep going. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water, and they were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and the raging water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Read this next part with me. Where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the wind and the water, and they obey him. Now let me ask you a question. Has there ever been any storms in your life? Huh? Huh? I know there's been storms in our life. And the very first thing that the Lord would ask you is, where is your faith? Where is your faith? So if you were here Friday night, I think it was on the Friday night, when I don't, maybe it wasn't the Saturday. I, my days are confused when Keith was teaching this. One of the first times we had to use our faith, we were believing God for rent money and bills. And we were believing. I thought we were believing. 
but it wasn't coming. Wasn't coming, wasn't coming, wasn't coming. So I went to him and I said, Keith, what's the deal? I thought we were in faith. What's with this faith stuff? I thought we were in faith. And he said, Phil, a lot of times with faith, you have other people affecting your faith. There's other people that are supposed to be given to you, and God wants to give them an opportunity not to be looked over, not to be missed. But I'll tell you this, if it takes God dealing with, and he named a person, he'll get us that in time that we need it. That's why sometimes things go right down to the wire. Because he's trying to deal with the right people. Well, anyway, sure enough, that person came and brought us exactly the amount of money that we were needing. How many of you cannot see your muscles? Huh? How many of you have not worked your muscles out in quite a long time? You don't have to raise your hand. I can see it. You're like me. Some of those muscles haven't seen a good working out in quite a while. Does that mean they don't exist? What happens when you work a muscle out really hard? Wait, wait, what? 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 That flesh does what? That flesh screams really loud. When a muscle gets worked out really, really, really hard, that flesh screams. And sometimes you didn't even know that muscle existed <laughs> till you worked it out. You didn't even know you had a muscle in the back of your armpit right there. Till you went and worked in that garden for three days. And you found out, man, there's a muscle there. It's just hurting me. But it said, I'm here. I'm here. I exist. You ever seen those bodybuilders? Can you see every muscle on their body? I mean, they've shaved it. They've oiled it down. They don't wear any clothes to make sure you can see every muscle on their body. Is that right? Well, faith people are just like that. They're exactly the same way. You have some people with their faith, they've used... Just exactly the same thing. It is such an amazing illustration. You have some people that have really good, what are these called, biceps? You can see their biceps. Every time they move their arm, they go. You can, you can tell I've really worked mine out. Yeah. And everything they do, they, they put it in a pose where you can see it, you know. 
but don't let them take their shirt off. Their gut's going to go. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Because they've learned how to work this bicep, but they've also, you know how they learned how to work that bicep? I'm just joking. Come on. It's good to laugh in church. But my point is, they know how to work this muscle. They know how to believe God when it comes to their marriage. They've learned they don't have any more fights. They've learned them and their wife get along great. They've learned. They're, them and their kids are doing well. They have a great marriage. Things are good at home. But let's talk about these finances for a minute. <laughs> let's talk about we need to believe God for some money. Don't open that shirt up. That gut's going to fall out everywhere. Why? Why? Because they never work that area of their life. They never use their faith in that area of their life. They use their faith for biting their tongue for their marriage because they know what? That wife may beat them up. Ex example. It's a joke. Come on. Or they know they're going to have to live with it for the next few days. But for their finances, they've not done anything. They just say, oh, Lord, what are we going to do about these bills? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? The light bill's due, the phone bill's due, the gas bill's due, and the kids' tuition is due. And if we don't get this done, we're going to lose the house. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We never have enough money. It just seems like when this gets fixed, that breaks. And you're exercising all right. The wrong direction. The wrong direction. And then what about healing? Don't look at their calves or their legs. They can't get in a pair of pants these days, especially these new ones, the skinny leg things. Man, you couldn't, they'd have to buy four pairs and take them in at the waist five times. Because they never exercise their legs. Do you understand what I'm saying? Healing? No way. They're not going to get up off the couch, move to do anything. They're going to just sit there. I can't move. No, it hurts when I move. Oh, I can't do it. No. Not use their faith for anything. Faith is a muscle. It has to be operated. It has to be used. And you can become a muscle man just like those people that are slicked down, oiled down. Don't take a picture of that. I refuse to be, for that to be seen again. Do you understand what I'm saying? You get in your pose. You start using all your muscles. You know, it would look really bad if those muscle people were going to go up there and pose and they were going to try to win a trophy. And where's, where's Max in them? Where are they sitting? Stand up. Come here, y'all. 
Come, yeah, where's your wife? Uh-huh. Why am I standing up here doing all that posing? Come up here and do some posing for me. There you go. Do, do me a pose. Yeah, do me a pose. Yeah, see, there you go. She works out all the time. She leads all these clothes. Look at how good looking she is. See? Strike me a pose. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Oh, see? See? Yeah, look at her. Yeah, there you go. Look at her. She, this clothes doesn't do her any favors whatsoever. But what would she look like if all she worked out and she went to enter one of these contests was her lower body? If, if when she went to the gym, the only thing she worked out was her lower body. You think she'd win this contest? Do you understand what I'm saying? What if her faith only worked out one part of her life? No. With your faith, you have to work from the bottom to the top. Is that right? When you teach, do you teach to work the top to the bottom? You don't just work your fingers or your hands or your arms. You work top to bottom. Is that right? Top to bottom. Thank you, beautiful. <laughs> and that's what we have to do. Faith is no respecter of persons. But God is a respecter of your faith. And if you will begin to use your faith, then you can have anything that you can believe for. You can become the wealthiest person in the whole wide world, but you have to use your faith. You have to use that muscle. And what happens when you use a muscle that you hadn't used in a while? It hurts. It hurts. And that's the way it is when you use faith. When you first start using your faith in an area, sometimes it appears it ain't nothing going to happen. And you have to stand. And you have to stand firm. And when everybody else around you quits, you have to stand. And when everybody else calls you a dummy and an idiot and you look really, really dumb, how dumb do you think Noah looked when he was building that ark? Huh? Don't you think he looked mighty, mighty, mighty dumb? But he's still alive. And his family's still alive. And they called him names and they called him fruitcake and they called him nutcase. But he stood firm and he used his faith and he believed God because God told him to do it. And that's what we have to do. If you will use your faith, it does not matter if you're believing God for healing. It doesn't matter if you're believing Him for finances. It doesn't matter if you're believing Him for your flaky Jake kids. It doesn't matter if you're believing Him for your flaky Jake mother-in-law. All it takes is your faith. It equalizes every situation. It puts you on a level playing field. Nobody can be richer than you. Nobody in the whole wide world. You know why? Because you have the mind of Christ. And God will tell you every situation what to do. All you have to do is look to Him. And He'll say, okay, go do this. Go do that. Go buy this. Don't do that. But you know the problem with that is? I know. Okay, I'm going to step on some toes right now to pull them up under your chair. All right, here we go. Keith and I went to school at Raymond. When we got there, 
we knew little to none about faith. But we were smart enough to know that. Did you get it? Yes. Keith and I went to Ramah. But when we got there, we knew, we knew little to none about faith. And we were smart enough to listen to our elders that did. That had been in it for decade after decade after decade. And had had things happen in their life time after time after time after time again. And when they would tell us something, we wouldn't argue with them. And we wouldn't go on and do our own thing. When they would tell us something, and I don't mean they would sit us down in a one-to-one and tell us something. I remember specifically. You want to know? Okay. What about the rest of y'all? I remember specifically these things. Brother Hagen said, we got to school. And he said, now some of you can raise your hand. Raise your hand if you heard him say this. If you have your drawers at home and they're all cluttered up with junk, your life is cluttered up. How many of you heard him say that? Raise your hand, please. How many of you went home instantly and cleaned out your drawers? Two people. I did. Why? Because I honored and respected his place in my life. I honored and respected that he was a man of God. And if the man of God got that while he was speaking under the anointing, and he said, if your drawers are cluttered, you're cluttered. He said it under the anointing in the pulpit. He's called of God. He's anointed of God. He is a man of God who's had multiple visions of the God of God who was raised from the dead. And if he says your drawers are cluttered, you're cluttered. Huh? Now, there's a lot of people that went to Ramah. Hundreds of thousands, probably. I don't know the numbers of people that's gone to Ramah. You all in here know Ramah. How many of them you hear from these days? How many of them do you hear about these days? Huh? How many of them do you hear about their ministries these days? How many of them do you think they took what the prophet of God said to heart? Believe the prophet and what? So shall you prosper. So many people have their mind set on that doesn't make any difference. Doesn't make any difference what they told me. They're just a man. Doesn't make any difference. 
Brother Hagin said this. I'm going to step on some toes. Are you ready? I didn't say it. Brother Hagin said it. Okay, mark this down. Brother Hagin said this. Okay, let me quote it again. Brother Hagin said this. If you can't control your body, you can't control your life. If you overeat in your body all the time, you can't control your life. You should live a fasted life. How many of you ever, ever heard him say that? I lost close to 100 pounds. Brother Hagin said it. Now, do I worship Brother Hagin as a person? Absolutely not. Did he have faults? 100%. Everybody has faults. The only perfect one was Jesus. But did God put Brother Hagin in my life for me to learn from? Did he put him in a pulpit in front of me and say, I anoint you, Brother Hagin, to say these words? Was he under the anointing? Do I believe he's a man of God? If I don't, then why am I listening to him? I never once, and I can say that with all boldness, I can say it with all sincerity, I can say it with uh, you looking straight directly in my face, I can say it with God as my witness. Never once did Brother Hagin say something that I thought... I need to judge that. I need to see if that applies in my life. I need to see if, that, if I need to do that or not. Because what I thought was, if God told me to listen to this man, and God told me to do what he says, then I will not be accountable for doing what he says. See how quiet it got? God told us to go sit under Brother Hagin and listen to what he said and do what he said. That is why you don't see more people reaching the heights. I'm going to say it as boldly as I know how that they should reach because they have to dissect everything that everybody above them tells them and say, nope, this ain't for me. Nope, this applies to somebody else. Oh, they would need to hear that. Oh, they would... Everything he told us. I've got some more things written down. You want to hear them? Or is it that just big plenty? Okay. I'll go back to my notes in a minute, my other part. He said, um, pray. He said, pray all the time. He said, pray every day. He, spent t- he said, spend time with the Lord, pray. He said, he would talk to us about spending an hour praying and hitting gushers. How many of you remember that? He didn't hit the gusher the first time, so he spent another hour praying, and he didn't hit the gusher that time. He said, you need to pray till you hit a gusher. How many of you remember that? He said it lots. So I'd pray. I would pray till I knew I hit the anointing and that the Holy Ghost would hook with me. I would pray till I knew I'd heard from God. I would pray till I knew I got the answer I was seeking. He'd say, I never go longer than three days in my life without getting an answer. How many of you ever heard him say that? Why did he not go over three days without getting an answer? Huh? Because he would put himself in this Bible 
and read it and find the scriptures and stand on them, then he would pray. You tell people that today, and they're like, just hook your faith with me and pray. Just believe with me. They don't want to take the time to do it the way God said do it. They have their own ideas. They have their own ways. They don't want to listen to what their elders are telling them. We, we can tell people, we can say, God said, I know, I prayed. And if you know anything about me at all, I don't tell you something unless I know I heard from God on it. Is this correct? Is this correct? I don't. I don't care how bad your situation is. I'm not going to tell you because my opinion doesn't mean anything. I don't care how bad your situation is. I won't counsel you. I won't talk to you until I know God has told me something. But when he does, and you come back to me and you say, it's not my place. It's not where I need to be. God didn't tell me that. Then I'm like, can't help you. Can't help you. Why did Keith Moore and Phyllis's Moore life totally change and we begin to be able to pay our bills and do word production centers totally debt free? And give away tapes by the millions and messages by the hundreds of thousands and millions. Because we listen to people that knew about faith. We listen to people that knew how to make it work. We listen to people that had done it for decades. And it's not just about living by faith. It's about honoring God. The scripture says, have faith in your faith. Huh? No, it says, have faith in God. You can't have faith in your faith. And you can't have faith in God unless you do what he says. You can't have faith in God unless you do what his anointed people over you tell you to do. And it's not about us. It's about if God directed you here just the same way. Don't kid yourself. Faith is not pretending like things are not going on in your life. Faith is like picking up the pieces and saying, okay, I didn't handle that right. Let's get up and do it again. Faith is like, okay, I had a bad day today, but I'm not quitting. We're going at it again. Faith is not this make-believe stuff that people have made it out to be. Now, I can stand up here and make it like a lot of people have made it to you in your lives and just say, faith is just going to fall on you. It's just going to be like, you know, sugar off of a blossom and it's just going to go zip and it's going to fall on you. But it's not. Faith hurts sometimes when you're standing for a while and things don't happen overnight for you. Faith hurts like that muscle hurts when it's screaming at you and everybody around you don't understand and you're having to stand. And maybe you're in faith about something and you take something out on your wife. Well, maybe she needs to be strong enough to take it because you're standing with everything you've got to be able to stand for that thing. Maybe you need people around you that when you walk in the church door and... This, you're standing for a job and you're standing for a job and you're standing for a job. And maybe you yell at somebody, everybody around you says, they got to be standing for something. 
If they yelled at me, I'm going to hook with them because something's going on in their life. I know they're standing. I know they need something. I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to be the one. That's what faith people do. What do you do when you're stressed? Honest, what do you do when you're stressed? Huh? Huh? Anybody get frustrated and take it out on somebody else? Huh? Well, if you've got anybody around you that loves you, you're going to go, hey, I've done it. I love you. We're hooked with you. They shouldn't have to say a thing. We should be a believer, a body of believers, that when you come in this door, if you ain't smiling, you should say, hooked with you. It's going to be okay. I don't know what it is, but we are faith people. God's going to help you. It's going to, it's going to be okay. Instead of when somebody says something short to you, you get offended and you walk away and you say, they didn't say that right. They didn't even notice my new sweater. <laughs> what are you sewing then? And I'm not saying it's right for them to jump on you. And I'm not giving you a carte blanche to go in and jump on somebody. But what I am saying is, if you happen to be around somebody that does that, then you be mature enough to say, hooked with you. Got to be okay. Maybe your spouse jumps on you. Maybe your mom jumps on you. Maybe your brother jumps on you. Maybe somebody takes it out on you. Faith needs people around it. We can be the most beautiful. We can be the most wealthy. We can be the most people that can overcome. We can be the most people that have, if you're believing for your body to be a certain way, stand. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's sometimes easier to run in there and take three Tylenol or four Tylenol for throughout the day than it is to stand and say, no, headache, go away. Or sometimes it's easier just to say, no, I'm going to sue them. Then it is to stand and say, no, I'm going to start over and I'm going to do it God's way. Faith is not always the easy way, but it is the right way. It's God's way. And the thing about faith is it is the spiritual way. And you cannot see. It is the mystery of Christ. You cannot see the end result. But it's way better than the flesh way. And it will give you everything your heart desires. And there's nobody that can be smarter than you, richer than you, better looking than you, have a flatter tummy than you. But it's going to take you using every muscle in your body. And it hurts when you exercise when you haven't for a while. It flat does. It puts that flesh under. It's spiritual. I got a few more things he said, but if he said give to a project, and I know what time it is, we didn't ask was it the right project or if we were supposed to give to it. Our elder said, this is what God told me. Huh? I said, okay, Keith, we got to quit drinking our Cokes for a little bit. We got to quit eating out for a little bit. He said, give. We believe God. We give. He He said, I got this. You got this. We give. We didn't question it. 
I don't understand how people question the people that God puts in their life. It's like they get to pick and choose what about God that they believe from them. And it's why they don't go anywhere with God. I'm totally convinced. If he said, go to this meeting or attend, we go. I remember one time Brother Copeland said this. There was a funeral going on. And he called and he said, y'all go into this? And we thought, we have this going, we have this going. He said, I think it'd be good to go. We didn't have the extra money to go. We had to get the airplane ready. We had to do this. We had to cancel meetings. We had to cancel this. Brother Copeland said, I think it'd be good for y'all to go. Honor them. We said, yes, sir. We're on our way. You honor God, he will honor you. It's the way it works with God. It's not just about believing him for things. It's about doing things his way. You have faith in God. And he'll have faith in you. Glory to God. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just want to pray over you real quickly. Father, say this with me if you would. Father, show me who I should listen to. Who I should honor. Who I should see as my elder. Who I should hook with. And when I do, I will grow. I will be the greatest faith man of anyone around me because I will do things differently. I'll see things differently. I'll exercise differently than everyone around me. I ask you to show me where I've missed it. Bring it back to my attention. Help me to do it. Because it'll take faith to go clean out all my drawers or lose the weight or pray or whatever you said do, Father. But I want the greater things in you than I want my flesh. And I thank you for always being there for me when I needed you. And I'll be there for you when you need me. Thank you, Lord. And if you can say amen, say amen. amen. Glory to God. Y'all got something? I shall not be, I shall not be
Glory to God. But you know, we don't have to be moved. We can stand firm because we're going to another level. You going? Glory to God. They love us enough not to let us stay. They love us enough to tell us and to tell us and then to tell us again because we're coming up. Glory to God. Altar care workers, would you come on up? The first thing that you have to do to come up to a new level is receive Him or to come back to Him. Would you all bow your heads for just a moment? Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you've raised a bar. I thank you that your word's gone forth and your goodness was shown. And Lord, I ask you to draw people to you. People who don't know you yet, Lord, give them boldness and strength to accept you, to be bold and unashamed and come to you. Those who have drawn back and fallen away from you, Lord, I ask you to strengthen them right now. Both here and on the internet, strengthen them. Encourage them in you. Give them the boldness to come back to you right now. In Jesus' name. If you're here in this place, if you're watching by internet, and you've never ever made Jesus the Lord of your life, now's the time. Would you raise your hand, be bold and unashamed? I just prayed. I know the power of God encouraged you. Say, I don't know him. Would you raise your hand and say, I don't know him, but I want to. If you've never accepted him as your Lord. Internet, you step up. Stand by the screen. He's going to meet you. If you're in this place and you've fallen back, you've fallen away from Him and you want to come back today, would you just raise your hand? We want to agree with you. Say, I am not as close as I wanted to be, but I'm ready today to come back. I'm ready today to be stronger in the Lord. Would you raise your hand? Say, I want to come back. I want to get closer. Glory to God. Would all of you affirm and reaffirm your faith? We don't know who all's on the internet. We know many, many, many people are watching, coming back to the Lord. So let's affirm or reaffirm our faith right now. Say, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe he died on the cross, that he paid the full price for all my sin. Jesus, I believe in you. And as you help me, I will serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, they're going to sing. We're going to be dismissed. If you said that for the first time or if you came back to the Lord or you have questions, don't go out with them unanswered. Come up here. These guys want to shout. They want to pray with you. If you're watching by internet, there's a phone number on your screen. Look at that phone number. Call in. Let us know. We want to rejoice with you. Glory to God. We're going to have a great day. We're coming up. Amen. A whole nother level. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. I shall not